Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Team, welcome back to another episode. As always, you're a legend for tuning in and listening up. And today is all about what my current biggest struggles are. And more importantly, and more relevantly, how do I deal with them? What can I do to combat these struggles? And these are all on me. These are all subjective. You might be able to really resonate with them. You might be thinking, that doesn't apply to me at all. But like you, I struggle with a lot of things. I'll struggle with life, I'll struggle with the day-to-day grind, whatever it brings, but it's just nice for me to articulate this, and I guess one of the actual ways I can combat these struggles is just talking about it initially, so um, I'm not really one for journaling, but I guess this is my journaling, my Instagram stories are journaling, and like to sum up this episode, talking about your struggles can be a a really big asset in your life. So to me making this podcast, it may not help anyone listening, but it helps me. And in turn, hopefully that helps you. But yeah, I want to talk about what my biggest struggles are at this moment in time, how I'm dealing with them, and maybe you can take something away from it. And hopefully you can. That is always the aim of these podcasts. Again, if you're listening, I'd love to know. I'd love to know if you are one of the, the few lucky listeners who does it. Because I want to make a change in people's lives. I want to make an impact. I want people to know about the Confidence Project, all these sorts of things. And that comes from you guys having an audience, who's listening, what boxes can be ticked, and so on and so forth. So anyone out there, you're amazing for listening, and it's always appreciated. Honestly, it really, really is. So I guess at this moment in time, other than the fact that it's just spent me half an hour to try and get my mic working for this podcast... Other than the fact that it's blowing an absolute storm outside on a Tuesday morning, and other than the fact that I went for a run yesterday, and oh my god, you should have seen the blister that came on the other side of it, here are actually my real biggest struggles at the moment, and mm, there's not really an order to this, but I guess it's what's taking up most bandwidth for me, and what's most relevant and most potent at the time. Now, number one... this was really quite um, difficult to, to sum up in a word, but if I said to you adulting, hopefully you know what I mean. And I'm at the age now where we've just got married and we're sort of looking at the next chapter in our lives and you know we're, we're looking at houses and things like that and there's a lot going on in our life. Um, but it's all alien to me and you know I'm, I'm 27 and I'm, I'm getting to that age now where it's a bit of a transition from like... I guess boy to man really and you know I am now closer to 30 than I am 25 and it's sinking in a little bit and I know a lot of my audience are usually older than me in all fairness so I'm sure you've been there and done it but for me it's completely new and it's something I struggle with and I don't react well to always learning new things I like to stay you know stick to what I know if you will Um, and then we move from there and and I'll branch out slowly so to do all these things you know there's a lot of like jargon being thrown around there's a lot of like you must do this you've got to get a lot of things in order and like it it's just a little bit well stressful really isn't it of course it is and and there's a lot that goes with it and that's taking up the most 
and biggest bandwidth in my life really um and it's quite tricky it it is what it is but i am self-employed and therefore a lot of that is therefore on me more so so you know like i've got to be the one to make sure that you know all my money's in order i've got to be the one to then have proof of it it's not like i get a pay slip and that's that and my money goes here and goes there it, it you know it's all on me really and that's something that I'm not really used to, and like I say, it takes up a lot of bandwidth, you know, and then other people are asking for stuff, and again, it's, it's on me, really, whereas, you know, when I've worked at schools in the past, it's right, here's your money, there you go, and it's like, brilliant, thank you, what do we do with it? Um, so it's just making sure, and I guess getting used to dealing with that now, for so long, I guess, like I say, you know, for, maybe for the last few years, maybe the best way of looking at this, but when, when all this adulting stuff's become more relevant to me, and and more applicable and I have to actually apply this to X, Y, and Z, then it's like, well, how do we deal with it? And for so long, I just didn't talk about these struggles. I, was, I didn't tell people I was panicking about the financial side of things. I didn't tell people, like, like I, I just didn't know what was going on. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, it, this whole adult realm just meant nothing to me. And I was just, you know, I'm just happy showing up to work, coaching, having a great time, and that's it. And, and to now actually branch out, like for the last few years, it has taken up bandwidth. And I, and I wouldn't make any secret about that either. And that has been the thing that, you know, stresses me out. That's the thing that's always on my mind, things like that. And th- that has to be a breaking point. That has to be, a, you know, a real struggle. And, and it has to hit home that little bit more. Um, but it was just quite relentless, really. You know, this, I guess, headspace, just constantly not being able to think about anything else other than you need to do this, you need to do this. But just talking to somebody, like I said initially, helped massively. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to tell you all the finer details, but like I was saying, for me to get my head around my money and things like that, being self-employed, knowing what goes where, like I've got an accountant and I just like, I want, I didn't really use him. Like it was just like, right, there you go. And I, I just sent an email and like, just so you know, I'm stressed to the high heavens with this, I really need some help. Just, I, I knew you need to tell me what's going on in my life with all things money really, is what I said. And he were like, yeah, no problem, let's deal with it, let's sit down and do it. And we just had a chat, and we were sorted. I then spoke to my dad, I went for a Starbucks with him, um, and I said the same thing, and he was like, right, this is what I'd do, because he, you know, he's also self-employed, and actually like, I created a mountain out of a molehill, is what I'm really saying, and, and it did come with a lot of stress, and, it, and like I was really panicking, because then in my head I'm thinking, well, we can't, we can't buy a house because you don't know what you're doing, and we can't build a family because you don't have this and that, and da 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 da. And you know, I, I always tell people to not overthink, but I'm, you know, the shoes on the other foot there because I was definitely guilty of just overthinking, worrying, overanalyzing all of the things that would potentially happen as consequences rather than thinking, hang on a minute, what's going on? I then spoke to my coaches and, you know, I was saying I was struggling with all this like jargon, like like I say, in the, in the accounting world, if you will. And and they just sort of said, look, you're not an accountant. It's like someone coming to you and being like, I need to lose weight. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a fair point really because you don't know what you don't know. So actually just speaking to somebody who's been there and done it, it honestly, it took up um, it, it, it saved me a lot of bandwidth really is what I'm maybe trying to say with this it, it really helped my headspace just declutter is another way of looking at it so 
my best advice with this adulting, well, to myself really, and to anyone listening, is, is just talk about it. And like I say, you don't know what you don't know. So that helped me massively. And, you know, having the ability just to zoom out and just be like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. And we just go from there. And, and I feel much better about the whole growing up situation. Um, so I'm getting there with it, definitely. But like I say, it's a current struggle and, and it will be until until you know, I finally got my head around you know, when we do move house and when we maybe do build a family and things like that. But you know what, just I guess growing up, adulting is my current biggest struggle. But how I'm dealing with it is I'm talking about it. I'm making this podcast. I'm asking questions to get the answers that I don't know. Um, and I'm not afraid to put my hand up and ask for help. And I think that's the real big takeaway from that. And that could be a sense for anything, but obviously for me, that's been the thing that, that helps the most with that side of things. So I've actually got five struggles written down here for you. And like I say, hopefully some of them hit home with you and some of them, you know, you might just be thinking, eh, what's he on about? But I bet this next one is, is going to be the one that gets you. And it's the adherence to food. Now, I struggle to um, adhere to a food plan to stay on track. Um, and I guess... This could be spoken from from a lot of angles and perspectives, depending on who you are, what your struggle is. But for me, my biggest struggle with food is A, the all or nothing approach, which again, I've heard so many people say, I'm all or nothing. And then B, it's this idea of, of I guess, going the extra mile with that. Because when I am all in or not in, it's almost taken to the extreme because I just think, well, what's the point? So to give you an example of my current struggle, and this is, again, I can now make this episode because I know how to deal with it. So we are talking over the last weeks, months, even year. Um, but like I said, just something I feel like I can now um, provide a safety net for. So with food, typically Monday to Thursday, bang on the money. I track calories. You don't have to track calories, but I track calories. It works for me. I like it. It keeps me in order. I know what I'm having. I can track my protein, my fluid, my calories. Everyone's happy. Job done. And it's on point. It really is. It's good food. It's quite clean. I haven't cut out the stuff that um, you'd maybe expect. You know, like I'll still have a bit of chocolate, but it's accounted for and, and I live like a good life like that. Friday night or Saturday night, well, let's just say it's Friday night, we've had a long day at work, uh, you almost celebrate ending the week with a, a justified takeaway, right, that's fine, takeaway, it's going to be more than calories than, than what I've got, but I might have I might have even, you know, catered for that, I might have eaten less in the day, fine, not the end of the world, but it comes down to the weekend and it's almost a different ball game, there might be social events, there might be something going on, and once I have, I guess... Uh, open the floodgates, boom, then it happens. So as soon as I have like one bit of sugar, it's like, right, where's the next bit? Where's it Where's it coming from? Um, and then before you know it, I'm, I'm in the middle of Morrison's thinking, you know what, well, I'll just start again on Monday. And you literally, you just then like, for me, it's like a race or a competition. How much can I eat before it comes around to Monday? So again, then Sunday, having had a big 5,000 calorie binge of ice cream and cookies and things, come Sunday, it's like, well, I've got to wean myself off this, so I'll go to the shop and I'll have a bacon and egg sandwich and then we might have a Sunday roast, then I might just have a bit of dessert or, you know, whatever, however Sunday's panned out. But it's not tracked, it's not accounted for. 
And then Sunday night, I'm thinking, God, I can't do this again. Monday, boom, let's do this. And we're back to it. And that's how it's gone for years for me. That is me being very transparent. That is one of the biggest struggles I've ever encountered is just food and, and how do we get that perfect balance. And I'm here to tell you that it's still not perfect and I will always like my ice cream and my cookies and my pizza, but I've learned how to curb it um, and itch that scratch, if you will, through practice. So you've, firstly, my advice to anyone who's struggling from overeating and again, this is this is all based on my struggle. If your circumstance is different, please message and, and maybe we can bounce some ideas off one another. But if you are struggling with overeating or typically doing what like I've done in the past and, and just smashed out a weekend and then overdone that weekend because you can and you've told yourself you can, it's to find that balance. So stick to what you know. So like I say, me tracking calories, I can track. But when I was not... Um, yeah, not, not on plan, I was going to say, it's not really a plan, but you know, when I, when I was having a write-off weekend, if you will, I wouldn't track because I didn't want to face what I'd done. So I knew that there might be five, 6,000 calories there. The first thing I started to do was track it. So if I've had, just to put it in perspective, let's just say on Saturday night, I've had a large Domino's pizza, stuffed crust, that is 3,500 calories. I've then had a tub of Ben and & Jerry's and you can get like a pack of five Morrison cookies, whatever, right, whatever it's come down to. I would put money on that being over 5,000 calories, most definitely. And that's without all the other stuff that's going in the day. So in that evening meal, i starter, my main of pizza, and then the dessert, whatever it comes with. Because I do have a big sweet too. That is, is, you know, that's two days worth of calories, really. That is ridiculous. So the first thing I did to face the facts is track. And I track that. And, you know, like I said, there'd be some times where that says 6,000 calories. And I'd be like, eh. And then what, what I actually sometimes did was delete that. So I've tracked it and thought, no, delete it. Don't, it hasn't happened. Don't count. If you can't see it, don't count. Not with the logic there. Um, and, you know, I have always struggled to put weight on. So albeit I've eaten a lot, it wouldn't really be reflected in, in like scale weight and things. What it would do is make me feel knackered, sluggish, demotivated. And that's why then Sunday would be a write-off. And, and so, oh, if I'd done it on the Sunday, then the Monday would be a struggle. So that's that's that with the overeating and what i would also say just as i guess a little added bonus to that is having had such a an overindulgent weekend monday would be just perfect like i'd cut out sugar i'd eat like a very typical like i guess like bodybuilding diet if you will like very strict very clean tuesday would be the same but i'd then burn out and this is actually why I, I i don't work wednesday morning as in i don't do sessions i don't set an alarm I will just, um, I'll get up when I get up and I'll do my sessions in the afternoon and that's a little bit of me time. But the actual reason that I started doing that was because I always became ill on a Wednesday. And I think in hindsight that that is what we'd call like a sugar hangover, if you will. It's my body just craving sugar, craving just crap and just being like, you need it in your life. Um, but because I just restricted it and being like, say, all or nothing to a very extreme, then like Wednesday morning, I'd just be ill and I'd just be like, oh, what am I doing? I just can't do it. And I I'd all, I also always had like, Tuesday were always my long day. So it was never a good day for me really. Um, but you know, fast forward to now and I've got that balance. Um, I still obviously take my Wednesday off because like, it's a little bit of me time really. I, I do enjoy it. Um, and I think that's really important that, that we do take that. And I will come to that point later down the line. But to go back to the sort of the relevance of food, um, for me, 
combating it is tracking and consistently tracking. And it's also then listening to my body. And someone, I have heard this before, but it's actually eating like a grown-up. And like not eating like, you know, like a kid. So it's just eating proper meals. It's eating balance. It's not um, picking throughout the day. It's have, you know, investing in a proper meal three times a day and snack. So I'll have breakfast, lunch, tea or dinner, whatever you want to call it. And then I'll have two to three snacks in between that. I will not rule out, like say my chocolate, I'll have that no problem, but it's trapped. And then if I want like, what I guess you'd typically say as um, the higher calorie stuff, like the pizzas, the ice cream, then I've started just getting like the low calorie ice cream. I know it's full of sugar, I know it's not brilliant, but it's what, 350 calories for a, for a tub of high protein ice cream or whatever, and there's 20 grams of protein, and yeah, it's full of X, Y, and Z, but you know, I'm not here to work miracles and I'm not here to live a very restricted life. So I'll still have that. If I have a pizza, no longer, like I wouldn't not get them, but you know, like if I'm like, oh, go get a Domino's at three and a half thousand calories, I just go to like get a co-op one. We've got a Sainsbury's around the corner and that, that pizza is what, less than 800 calories. I've had my pizza fix, if you will. So what I've really done is met my worst slash self-sabotaging self um, that's right, tongue twister, self-sabotaging self um, in the middle. So rather than being all or nothing, I've put myself on a sliding scale. I've learned where to push and pull. I know that sometimes I will want that food on a Friday, Saturday, because that's that's just how you sort of, not brought up, but it's just how it is, isn't it? You know, people nine times out of 10 will want that treat on a Friday or Saturday because they've made it to the end of the week. That's ingrained in me. I'm not here to change that. What I am doing is just having a word with myself. So I'm tracking it. I'm putting the safety nets in place. I am finding ways of cutting corners. I don't eat perfectly, but what I do adhere to is the 80-20 rule. So 80% of my week or day will be fine. 20% I'll do what I want. But then I've also learn to live my life and eat guilt-free. So this weekend it's just gone, I didn't track, but I'm not gonna beat around the bush here, I didn't take the piss. So like I say, at some point if I didn't track, it's out of sight, it's out of mind, anything goes. And if I'm in the shop, then I will be like, boom, let's have everything. But in reality, um, we, we ate out, I had a smaller breakfast, and then when I ate out, I tried to choose something that was higher in protein, and that was reasonable. And then I had like, a, I think like a protein shake or a protein yogurt later on, but something low calorie, high protein. And then my tea, I had what I wanted, but I just had one sitting. So I, rather than if you can, you can imagine before them there with my Domino's pizza and my, my tray of desserts, if you will, and cookies, ice cream, da 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 the list goes on, just one of them. So again, that's not even like a pack of cookies, but it might be like, okay, I've had my tub of ice cream, and I've had my main meal and that's whatever. And do you know what I mean? Like I haven't overdone it. I haven't overshot it, but I've still had something that I've wanted to. So I've manipulated my diet and I've learned just to rein it in. And I think that's something then that's really helped me listen to my body. And rather than being like this never ending dustbin, if you will, I'm like saying to myself, do you really need that? Like realistically, do you need to eat this? So give yourself five minutes, sit down with a drink. Do you need to eat it? And if you do, you do. And if you don't, you don't. But there are ways that I have I've combated the struggle with food. Because like I said, and I am talking for years, like the people in my life, my mum, my wife, the feeders, they'll, they'll feed you. They'll, you know, it's great. I like eating. I love food. 
I, I'm convinced I could do that 10,000 calorie challenge, by the way, that you see. Like, just put me in Krispy Kreme and I'll, I'll smash it out, no problem. Um, and one day I might do it, just to prove a point that I can do it. But I've learned to love food for what it is, to appreciate the nutritional value, to accept what it does to my body. I guess it's a bit like a hangover. Like, if you know me, I don't deal with booze very well. Like, I'll, you know, I'll have a drink at a social occasion. Got absolutely wrecked on my wedding day. Um, it, it was great, and I had a good time. But the hangover that comes with it, oh, my God, I could have two pints, and that'd be it. Same with food. If I have had my Domino's, my ice cream, my cookies, guess what? I wake up with a bad stomach. I don't feel well. My training's crap. I feel like I've lost everything. Like I said, the scale weight doesn't really change for me. Like, it'd have to be drastic. Um... But I would look um, bloated, fat, if you will, you know. I, I just wouldn't like what I saw. There'd be major bags under my eyes. Like, my skin would be crap. I'd come out in spots. I wouldn't want to do anything. Everything from then on becomes a struggle. So it's it's meeting it halfway, and it's living a balanced lifestyle. So eating balance, living balance. Appreciate the food when you're out. Appreciate, you know, eating the foods that you enjoy. But... Eight out of ten times, you know, this 80-20 rule, it wants to be moderated, it wants to be controlled, and it wants to align with your goals. I've got to set an example for clients. Um, I've got to um, complete all these uh, things I've signed up to, marathons, high rocks, tough mudders. I cannot do that if I'm constantly overeating. So hopefully that helps, and like I'd be more than willing to have a chat, like I say, with anyone who struggle with that, but to me, that is overeating in a nutshell it's it's learning to love your food for what it is and to meet it halfway so hopefully that's quite a big one for people um, and like i say whether you track your calories don't but just have a way of moderating it definitely so adulting and adherence to food are my two biggest struggles and like i say just by talking someone with the whole adulting uh, malarkey if you will and um this adherence to food it's it's learning to love it for what it is and and keeping it in moderation have helped me massively so then number two, um, my next one, and again, I guess this would, would pang for a few people, but it's procrastination. And I have honestly procrastinated since day dot. Um, every little bit of homework through school, it's last minute. It's lastminute.com with every assignment at uni. In fact, my dissertation, um, I did it in less than a week. And um, like I had... I guess I had the building blocks there, if you will. I'd done the research, I had the data, but putting pen to paper or finger to keyboard, whatever, I just like, eh, it'll happen when it happens. And it took just two big all-nighters, you know, like 17-hour days, just smashing it out. And I did it, and I got through it. And, and I think, actually, the grade I got at uni, a 2-2, was just, it reflected what I did in that dissertation because it was just a coasting. It was bare minimum, um, and it always has been. And unless I'm really invested in something and I really want to do it, then I will procrastinate, and it just won't happen. And I, and I guess this links with this idea of adulting and actually just growing up and being like, you're going to have to do these things at some point. You've got to set an example. How do we do it? Now, I can't turn around to say, just do it, because it's not as simple as that. If you are a procrastinator like me, you will know it's much easier just to watch the world go by, I guess, really. Um, but the thing that I've done, and like I say, journaling helps, and this podcast is a form of me journaling, but the one thing I've done, and, I've, and I, honestly, I've bought countless diaries, notepads in my time, 
everyone's been like, you need to write it down, da 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 da. But like, if I'm looking at a blank piece of paper, then it, like, if you look through my bedside drawer, you just see like notebooks, one notebooks that are just like half started. Like, I have all the best intentions. I'll get a diary at Christmas and be like, right, this is what I'm going to do. Duh. And it just, come February, it just burns out and it doesn't happen. However, I found something called, and it's, this sounds like an advert, the Smart Pro Planner, and it was like a 20 quid, so you know, a bit pricey for like a, a diary or a planner, but it, it gives me my months, it gives me my days, it gives me a section to write gratitude, it gives me a section to write what I need to improve, it gives me a section to write my victories, um, and it really helps me just filling that in, but because it's all done for me, like I said, it's not just a blank notepad, so... I'm loving it at the moment and I'm in it like I'm like waking up and be like right what do I need to do today and then if, if I'm organized and I think right this needs to happen maybe at the start of the week I might just put in you know like record podcast rather than leaving it to last minute on a Wednesday when it does get uploaded it's now Tuesday and I'm just on it because it's in my diary and it's there as a reminder so like this hour that I'm recording this maybe I'd have just sat at home and done nothing it's nice for me to actually be productive and to actually tick some boxes so in order to combat my procrastination um, with things that I, I need to do and, and that I don't want to do, I guess whatever is on my to-do list, it goes in the book, no matter if it's big or small. And then there's even like a priority section, like one, two, three, what needs to happen today. And if I don't do it, what I've started doing is just drawing a line under it. And then like I look at that and think, oh, that looks a bit ugly. That like make sure that happens. Um, for instance, like I, I fired off an email to someone and a WhatsApp yesterday. Um, they hadn't responded. So today it says, isn't it, ring, 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 ring. And like, you know, like push it and then do do more of what I didn't do yesterday and so on and so forth. And then there's other things. So like if I've written in there, it, there's a section that says like habits to create. So for me, like I've written um, find balance with food. So I know that like Monday, Thursday is no problem, but come Friday, Saturday, that's staring at me saying, are you going to find this balance? What are you going to do? And I know actually this week's not going to be bad. I'm out um, with family eating on Saturday night. So I know that Saturday morning, to me to fit into that category of eating in balance, I will simply um, have a smaller breakfast and smaller lunch. That's it. I'll just cut that back. I won't really track or be bothered what comes of it then because I know I can just enjoy my family meal with it just being a family meal. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully that, that helps with, you know, the yes that balance aside balancing side of things of food but the procrastination side of things just having it written down in a way that suits me helps massively um and i would say that to anyone like that is my number one tip now of it's you know it's taken a few tried and tested methods if you will but actually writing it down in a way that suits me has helped me to stop procrastinating you could yeah, you could like, I've had all the apps on my phones, they don't work, you could send notifications through, you could have post-it notes stuck on your mirror, whatever, but that's what works for me and that's how I'm dealing with it, is writing it down and finding a, actually finding a diary or planner or journal, whatever you want to call it, that helps. And also, I guess another thing is calling myself out, so like Instagram's quite a big platform for me, so... I've done it in the past, so let's say I haven't drunk enough water, I'll be like, right, tomorrow I'm going to post all the water that I've drunk, and... Not one person would care about that at all. Um, they'll, they'll watch it, but I, I wouldn't imagine they're really bothered that I'm there with my bottle of Buxton. But I know that because I've said I will do that, I'll do it. And that holds me accountable. So holding yourself accountable to things that you're procrastinating with can help massively. I guess that's why people would come see me in the first place. If you struggle with the gym, 
uh, eating well, things like that, like then you get someone to, to hold you accountable. That's why I've got coaches myself. I know that if I've got a struggle, then I know who to speak to. Like I say, when I was struggling with the adulting and like I didn't want to do the adulting jobs, right? I spoke to my dad, I spoke to my accountant and I spoke to my coaches and be like, just so you know, this is what's going on. You can't hit what you can't see and you don't know what you don't know. So putting it out there for the world and whoever to see, it's only going to serve you in a much bigger and better purpose and favour. So just want to bear in mind if you are somebody who procrastinates like me um, and you learn your lessons as well. You know that if, if when it push comes to shove and you haven't prepared or you haven't done what you said you'd do and this thing, whatever it goes, I'm only thinking about my dissertation as an example, doesn't go the way you'd really want it to go, then you've only got yourself to blame and you've got to remember how that feels and then how do you deal with it. So hopefully that helps with anyone for procrastination. Now, number four, how many people would suffer with this? And there's not a lot that can be done at times in all honesty, but it's injuries. One of my biggest struggles at the moment is injuries. And, and I might have made a podcast episode about this in the past or said on my Instagram or whatever, but my biggest injury was, um, well, currently, it's, it's like my neck and shoulder region. So back in August last year, so over a year ago, actually, um, I was doing a shoulder press and I had a muscle spasm in my neck. And literally, like, I felt paralysed. I couldn't move. I had to lay down. Someone had to help me up. I had to ring my stepdad and be like, I'm laying in the gym, you're going to have to come home from work and pick me up because I can't move. And it was a real panic station. I went to A&E. Oh, naturally, you sit there four hours and they just, they just give you some painkillers, don't they? But hey, oh, I went and, and I endured. Um, but ever since, I've had bad um, back problems all down this left-hand side. And I've been to the NHS physio. I get massages, all that. Anyway, I went to this physio and... Um, Basically, it turns out I've got one leg longer than the other, and he spotted it straight away. Bad posture doesn't help. My posture's horrendous. In fact, I'm sitting up a little bit now as I'm recording this podcast. Um, and basically, because one leg's longer than the other, and I've always stooped, and I'm always quite like elongated, I guess, the, um, all this pressure's built up on this, this left side. So eventually, when I was doing that shoulder press, something just gave. So how I'm dealing with these injuries now is, A, again, I went and saw somebody who could help. So I went and got some like custom insoles that I, I will wear in my everyday shoes. And actually what I need to start doing is when I'm running, um, putting these in now as well because like obviously so I'm not off balance because I always thought I had bad knees. So I'd always wear a knee brace, but I only, I'm only saying it's bad knees because everything from that left side, if you can imagine, it all derives from this foot um, and therefore it goes up to my knees, my hips, my back, my shoulder, and then in turn my neck. So you can imagine because I've always leaned over to one side for however long, you know, nobody's picked up on it and I'm 27, then it's all built up so it's constant tension. So what I'm really making an effort to do is, it's daft it sounds, stretch off, so more mobility work. I've reduced my frequency of sessions actually, so at the moment I only train five times a week, which may sound like quite a lot, some people that's two runs, three gym sessions. It, my training is quite intense, especially with these high rocks coming up, so it's learning to have like another rest day. If not, I'll just wildcard it. I don't mind training six times, but it's just making sure that I feel okay with that. Um, like I'm constantly, like Mondays and Thursday mornings at 6 a.m., I don't have a PT slot, um, but I will go in and do my stretching. I'll do my mobility work. I will just get on that foam roll. I will do my shoulder rehab that the physio gave me. I will try strengthen that area that needs strengthening. Um, 
Honestly, because if not, I just I tighten up so easily. Like I can crack my back at will. I can, I'm, I can constantly feel like it needs like moving and manipulating and things like that. And it's a really weird feeling. And like I said, I've been to every chiropractor, physio possible, and, and eventually I found the one who were just like, yeah, you just need to strengthen yourself, look after your posture, do these exercises, and it has helped massively. So that's something that I'm keeping up, and I'm just, I'm just learning to. I guess get to know my body that little bit more and just like what can it do what can't it do I know what's tight so yeah all the stretching the mobility stuff like if you do suffer with injuries I would put money on you not being able to um oh forgive me not doing enough of the mobility side of things and that's something that I'm I'm learning to do a little bit more and just stretch out and like I say just live on the foam roller a little bit so if you are someone who struggles struggle shovels if you are somebody who struggles with injuries um, which again you're probably going to at some point then what are you doing about it like so many injuries get swept under the carpet oh it'll be fine you just plod on but like say my because of whatever was going on with my body like it took something quite drastic like I, said, I thought I oh, blinking paralysed at one point um, for me to be like right this isn't right this isn't normal something needs to change um, so then like you know I know where to pinpoint with my injury I know that like I'll do hot water bottles on it a couple of times a week like I'm just putting it to the top of the priority list because if not, everything else gets affected. So how can it be affected? Can it be affected in the right way where I know I'm dealing with it and then I can only do so much? Or like I say, I'm sweeping it under the carpet and then I'll let nature take its cause if we want to suffer with another injury and end up sitting in A&E for four hours. So just take your pick really. And if you are struggling with anything, something's not right, but something can be done. And that's maybe the best way of looking at it. So deal with it as best as you can. Um, so I've got four struggles so far and I've got one last one um, and like I say hopefully some of these are relevant and hopefully some of these have you know, ticked your box or whatever but the last one I, honestly like I, if you can do this well done but I've written here not switching off from work and I guess this is a bit of a bonus one really because like I said I'm so much better at doing this um, on a Wednesday morning like I say, I won't set an alarm, I won't do this, I won't do that, but I've had to really sort of set self-boundaries. So, again, me being self-employed, my circumstances are probably a little bit different to yours, but I live on my phone. My WhatsApps are constantly popping off. We have group chats, we do this. I've obviously got my number and my friends will text me. Clients will text me at various times of the day just to... There might be pictures of food, they might have a big SOS message, they might just be celebrating a win, and it's all brilliant and it's all part of the parcel and I love it and I'm there to help and I'm there to celebrate it. But what I can't do is constantly live on my phone. Hey, that's not, not going to help a posture if you can imagine me constantly looking down at my phone. Um, but be like, it's it's not a, a healthy life to live. And this is why I couldn't do strictly online coaching. I, I have some online clients and I like it. Um, but like I said, I have limited slots for online coaching and that is why, because I just can't live my life on a screen doing X, Y, and Z. I'd much prefer that, that in-person contact. So how I've dealt with this, for the first time ever when I went on honeymoon, I put like an out, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see it says out of office. Out of office, I won't be replying. I won't do, you know, don't get in touch with me because I won't do it. So when I went on honeymoon, I think I had three clients text me. And like, you know, for whatever reason, they might, I don't know whether they're expecting a reply or not. And I found it quite hard to 
not reply. And then like when the group chat's going off and stuff and like you're watching it from the sidelines, it's quite difficult for the first sort of 48, 72 hours. But eventually I learned just to like switch off and not look at it and just occupy myself and be present. Like I'm not present very often. That's another struggle. Like because I'm, I'm in the virtual world, if you will, and I'm constantly looking at so-and-so that's not there in front of me. So me switching off, honestly, I came back from honeymoon feeling the best I've ever felt recharged, refreshed. How many times have you been away and been like, oh, I could do another week? Like, I felt good. I felt ready to come back to work. And that's because I'd switched off from it. And if anyone did text me, like, it depends on what it was, but I literally sent one back, you know, gave them the reply they wanted to be like, just so you know, I will not reply to this again. And that was quite difficult to send because, you know, not only are these clients, but in the confidence project, we're friends. And like, I didn't want to just dismiss them or whatever their needs, but it's, it's quite a tricky one, really. So... Learning to switch off was the best thing I could do, and I've not, I've tried to take that into, um, you know, I guess like the present day, if you will. So Sundays are quite a big one. It's the only time Ron and I really get to spend together. Um, I'm doing my best not to be on my phone as much. Obviously, like I say, clients are going to text you at various times and things like that, and that's fine. But I guess unless they're urgent, I won't really reply. Unless they're marked red flag, help life's over, da, da 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 like, obviously, I'll help out where I can, but, like, some of it, like, say, if someone sent a picture of food, does it really need a reply? No, it can wait. The, the same when I get in from a night, so, like, typically, you can imagine I train most people before and after work, and um, my last one's, like, an 8 till 9 p.m. In that time, like, people will have text, whatever, in the evening. Obviously, I haven't replied because I've been at work. Do I really need to reply in at half nine when I even have my tea yet? No course I don't and again unless it's something like pressing I don't but it can wait till the morning so like it's learning to actually step out of the virtual world in my case and be like hang on a minute what what are you doing here do you really need to be living on your phone do you need to be doing this do you need to be doing that can it wait does this need a reply and I guess it's just assessing the situation and if any clients are listening like I'm here for you 24 7 but what I'm not here to do is you know, like be there at the drop of a hat because, well, I'm busy. I've got a life to live really and I'm sure anyone can appreciate that, you know. So I'll reply when I reply and I'll just always say to people like, I'll reply at my discretion and like say, you know, I'm quite good really. Like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be there ASAP. Um, but equally, a lot of the stuff, like it doesn't warrant like a big dissertation being sent back to them or even then like, I guess on the flip side of that, when nothing's been said in the past, I'm always checking in and I'm being like, I haven't heard from Joe Blogs in 48 hours. I wonder if they're all right. Chances are they're fine. So I need like people to know that if you need me, I'm here. But like something I've learned to do is just step away from like constantly pushing buttons like, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Talk to me. Like, are you still alive? Are you breathing? Like, everyone's fine. And I realized that when I stepped out of work for a week, when I went on honeymoon, like, nothing bad's happened like everyone's okay everyone's still doing fine we're just ticking over we're doing well yeah they might have missed out on a pt session because i was away or whatever but like everyone were okay so actually now i've got such a, a better perspective with work just realizing that we're here to play the big picture and it's also i guess in our case why we've got the community so if someone does have a struggle here at the confidence project i'll say like use the group chat you know, the chances are someone else is going through the same thing. Message me by all means, but like I say, if I can't reply, I can't reply. 
where someone else might just be on the phone and, you know, it might be a parent struggling with a child. Like, we don't have children. I, I can only give you my opinion, but I don't know, like, in reality, you know, maybe the best way of dealing with it. So pop it in the chat or speak to another parent or, you know, that's one example of many, but, you know, here at The Confidence Project, we are a team and we are a community and we have got a culture where... Um, we play the long game, we enjoy the process and we do that together and through that is networking, it's this support network that we've got and I think that's such an asset and something that actually sets us aside from other coaches and, and PTs and things in this industry because we are in this together and I will stand shoulder to shoulder with every single person in the confidence project and if I'm not there, then I know someone else can step into that void 100%. And that's what fills me with joy. And that's what makes me think, you know what, we've got an incredible setup here because we really are um, like no other setup that I've seen ever. Um, so it's insane. And we're only getting better, by the way. Watch this space for 2024 because I've got some things up my sleeve, um, especially if you are listening and sat on the fence with all things working with Liam Swell's personal training, with me, with the group, with just getting involved with making a change in like 2024. Like I say, I'm going to unroll some things and, and hopefully that, that could be your gateway in, definitely. Um, but hopefully those struggles, my adulting, my adherence to food, my procrastination, my injuries, and my actually switching off from work, they are my current biggest struggles. Um, but I also feel like I know how to deal with them all very, very well. Um, and like I say, I'm not you know, trying to bullshit anyone and be like, right, this is a perfect life that I'm living and, and I can do this and I can do that because I can't. And these struggles will always be sort of relevant and, and, you know, on my radar. But I do know how to create the safety net. And I know what to do. And I know how to draw a line under it. And that's purely through experience and growing through a process. Um, and, that, you know, that's playing the long game, most definitely. So hopefully you've, um, you've listened to that and taken something away from it. Um, if you're struggling with anything, drop me a message over on Liam Swales PT, over on Instagram, Facebook, any of that jazz. Um, and I will be there for you 100% because we're here to make a difference and we're here to make a change in the world and most importantly we're here to skyrocket your confidence so team thank you as always for listening Um, take care and I'll see you next week